The reading this morning is Luke chapter 14, verses 1 to 14. If you have the church Bible, it's on page 1047. That's Luke 14, verses 1 to 14. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Then he asked them, if one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? And they had nothing to say. When he noticed how the guests picked the, the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you're invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they might invite you back so that you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the word of the Lord. It's um, a celebration today, isn't it? It's a celebration because today is the day that you will formally launch your new debt centre with Jules taking on that role. Um, so be excited. It's a celebration today. I'm, um, my name's Nigel. I'm uh, from Croydon. And I ran the debt centre there for four years. I've just passed the baton on to a good friend of mine who's carrying on faithfully the work. And in those four years that I took, um, ran the debt centre, I saw about 100 clients. And what I know from my own experience is that this is going to be a real blessing to your community. Uh, I saw firsthand what a difference CAP can make for, for people who generally, through no fault of their own, are struggling with money worries and other life issues. And if it taught me one thing, it really taught me about how fragile life can be and how true the phrase is, there, but for the grace of God, go I. And as we know from the Bible, Jesus was very direct and forthright when it came to his teaching about helping those in need. The example he set was to be totally selfless and wanting nothing in return. 
But if we're honest with ourselves, and I certainly can relate to this, we often have a desire to reciprocate. I guess we sort of see that particularly at Christmas with exchange of presents and Christmas cards. And even when we generally give something without expecting anything in return, the recipient will often feel compelled to return the favour. Today, I want to talk about Jesus' approach to generosity, his instructions on how to host a feast. We heard in that passage some real home truths from Jesus, which Luke recounted in the Gospel. And I'm going to focus especially on verses 12 to 14. So to set the scene, it's where Jesus is dining at the house of an important Pharisee. And this guy has invited all his friends, and they all know the pecking order, and they've jostled for the best places at the table. Because the Pharisee's culture was to invite the important people, those who could reciprocate and maybe help them on the social ladder. But Jesus tears this idea apart and turns around and embarrassingly tells the Pharisee in front of all his friends how he should have organised the party. Let me remind you of those verses. Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbours. If you do, they may invite you back and say you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When Jesus is talking about dinner here, he's talking about more than a physical meal. It's code for the kingdom of God. He's making his point about the way that God's kingdom works, the the way God's love works. There's a human way of loving, which is reciprocal. And there's a God way of loving, which is relentlessly generous. Let me just say that again. There's a human way of loving, which is reciprocal. And there's a God way of loving, which is relentlessly generous. This is the love we see in Jesus. And that's the love he's talking about here. So if God is relentlessly generous in his love to us, how should we respond? Obviously, we can and should love him back. But what we are compelled to do from Jesus' teachings is to love others, to join him in a life of generosity, especially to those who find themselves struggling, isolated, overlooked. It's what flows out of the heart of the gospel. Because if we're always inviting the back, the people who invited us, what does this mean for those who've fallen on hard times or who find themselves isolated from us as their friends and family? And you might say, well, I don't really know anyone who's in that situation. Well, that's where CAP can really help, as CAP partners with churches like your one here in Farnborough to help serve and provide life-changing practical support to those who otherwise might be overlooked. Now, of course, helping others can come in many forms, and I wanted to share with you a wonderful example that I came across recently. So just to give the context to this, one of my other roles in CAP involves engaging with supporters. It's a great job, as I get to speak and meet up with people who really give sacrificially to the work to find out what's inspired them about the ministry. 
and to thank them for their support. And I sent an email to a person who had, first time they were supporting CAP. And let me just share the content of the email that I received in return. So here it goes. Hi, Nigel. Thank you for your message of gratefulness on my gift to CAP. Actually, I'm in quite an unusual, positive situation. I'm on benefits. But I have to not have too much money in my account or I lose my benefits. I don't drink. I don't smoke. And I don't like shopping. All my needs are met thanks to God. I now am led by the Holy Spirit to see whether money is needed more than myself. So it's lovely to be thanked for the gift, but really it wasn't that difficult to give. And in some ways, Cap, were doing me a favour. Once again, thank you for your email. God bless you. I don't know about you, but for me, this was someone being relentlessly generous. Now, I'm sure you experienced some measures of isolation or struggles from the events arising from the pandemic. Everyone has been affected. And for some of you, it may have been especially painful. And yet the hard truth is that for those in poverty, this isolation was often their everyday experience before the pandemic. Recent survey of those helped by CAP found that before receiving help, 81% had experienced loneliness or social isolation due to their circumstances. What I especially love about CAP is that it enables local churches to come together and put their faith in action. CAP will help bring to light the hidden poor in your community and allow you to walk alongside them in their journey. And we're going to hear now from one of CAP's clients. This is Hugh's story of his experience working with CAP. The day I received a phone call confirming I was debt-free was a day I thought would never happen. Um, it was one of the greatest days of my life, to be honest. Debt's like, it's like depression. It weighs on you, it taunts you. How could you let this happen to yourself? What were you thinking? All these things I said in the mirror every day. And I was spending or borrowing from Peter to pay, to pay Paul, basically. You know, it was just a vicious circle and it got out of control. Well, it got out of control 10 years ago. Now it was steamrolling, spiraling, roller coastering, at the edge, actually falling down the precipice out of control. It was, it was bad. And then I met Max at Church Through Cap. And uh, we met up, had a coffee and she explained to me, you know, what she did and, and how things worked. And I knew it was going to take a lot and it was kind of daunting as well. But you know what, we had, we had a couple of visits and she explained how it worked. Um, she got my stuff together. And I think what struck with me the most is that this was going to be put behind me and I could move on and not wake up in the morning thinking, it was always there, it was always in your mind, it was always in your heart, it was always weighing on you. Everything was moving along, and then nine months in, my circumstances changed. 
and I basically had to start again. And I had to do the phone calls, I had to do the forms. So we did it, got all the old paperwork, did it all again, things moved forward, and lo and behold, my circumstances changed a third time. When I say circumstances, I mean my expenditure, my incomes and outcomings, what I was earning or what I was what I was doing changed. And um, so it had to get done again. And it was frustrating, you know, it's taking three steps forward and two back and it's, you're trudging along, you don't think you're getting anywhere. And it was, it was tough. Mags and her team, they never give up, they never quit. They're always there, they're always telling you what needs to be done and, and, and helping you move along with it. So we did, we did it again. And I would say 12 months maybe have passed and I get the call saying that uh, debt relief order had been accepted and within about three weeks I'd be debt free. And I was like, what? Really? Is that it? And they were like, yeah, no, you've done it. You're, it's, it's done. And, you know, when I think back on it and I think how hard and stressful it was, how I felt that day I was debt free, I would have done it twice that hard. Max and her team were amazing. I mean, absolutely, truly amazing. And I was worrying myself over nothing, if I was being honest. Um, I was debt free. I didn't owe a single penny to anyone. I stare at the van at the end of the street as the man begins his rounds. I pray I get no news today, no letters that will hound. I feel the fear inside me swell like a volcano close to the fjord. The sweats, the shakes, that sickness inside as he strides towards my door. I look into my children's eyes. They know not what goes on. They just smile and play. The innocence of youth. But this battle can never be won. For every week they come and come, the number's getting higher. It seems no matter what I do, I just can't put out this fire. It burns a hole inside my worth. A hole I cannot fill. What more can one parent do, I cry. What more can I fulfill? I've given up all I can. I've given up our heat. I cannot scrimp anymore. They can't walk to school bare feet. It's food or fuel. It's lights or clothes. I can't afford them all. And every step I make ahead soon ends with a fall. A fall behind in payments. A fall behind in rent. A fall behind in parenting. Dear Lord, help me, for I am spent. And in that moment, he did appear in the form of a friend. She came to knock upon my door and with her some news to lend. News about a charity. Its name, C-A-P. Christians Against Poverty. <laughs> I'm sure they couldn't help me. But help me they did. They took my hand and guided me through that hell and out into the sunlight, and with it, out my shell. A shell I'd hidden and crawled inside, my dark place that no one knew. 
But now my shell was broken and my life could start anew. My debts were found and gathered up, things put into place. My cash and life were organized. I had at last some space. We had food and heat and the light stayed on. No more nights, little ones, wearing gloves. For Cap had not just shown me the way, they'd shown me God's true love. They showed me that no matter what we do, God will never leave our side, and he'll always see us through. He'll see us through the fire and pain, he'll see us through the night, for with him all will be set free and darkness turned to light. I give thanks to you, Lord Jesus, for Cap and my friend back then. For now, my sweet dear children will never go hungry. Amen. What a powerful testimony. I mentioned I was um, the fact that I manned the debt centre for four years, and that, that's true. Now, those things about those choices between food or fuel is the reality for some people. Hugh felt shame. He felt trapped. He felt there was no hope. In the depths, he cried out for help, and his prayers were answered. Mags from the cap helped take the burdens off him, allowed him to have a fresh start, and Hugh saw that Jesus had been walking with him all the time. If you feel that Cap could help you or know of someone else, then just pick up one of the leaflets that I've got on the stand on the way out. Includes the free phone number um, that um, people will need to call. One simple phone call could make all the difference. For Hugh, when he contacted Cap, that is when his story changed. So just to explain, when someone reaches out to Cap for help, what we don't do is pay people's debts for them. What happens is a debt coach, that'll be Jules in this area, and a befriender, one of you perhaps, and the members of the church, meets the client in their home. And then there's an army of expert debt advisors in our head office in Bradford, and all these teams work together to identify the best route for that client out of debt, whether that be repayment or some form of insolvency. We negotiate with creditors on their behalf and journey with them for however long it takes to see them completely debt-free. And over the past 25 years that CAP has been providing that service, we've seen 25,000 people experience the euphoria of going debt-free. Indeed, 2020 was a record year for CAP with 2,502 clients becoming free from debt. So your centre here will be one of nearly 300 debt centres serving the most vulnerable people in our communities across the length and breadth of the UK. And of course we love nothing better than sharing the gospel if the client is up for this and the only true source of freedom. And since CAP started in 1996 we've seen 9,000 people make a commitment to Jesus. And CAP is far more than just a debt counselling service. 
In recent years, we've offered additional services to help deal with some of the root causes of debt. Hundreds are helped find employment through our CAP job clubs, and many of those people have been out of work for quite some time. Other learn skills to thrive, even on a low income, for our CAP life skills groups. And thousands more have developed their budgeting skills through the CAP money course, a course which is actually helpful for everyone, irrespective of your financial situation. Everything CAP does is about giving the church a hands-on way of loving people and connecting with those we might not easily come into contact with. And all the CAP services are free of charge. But of course, they're priceless for our clients. For Hugh, as he experienced the love and generosity of Jesus through CAP and the local church, he saw his life turn 180 degrees and that generosity started to overflow from him into everyone around him. He went from being isolated to being a source of community, doing exactly what Jesus tells us to do in Luke 14. That's the power of generosity in action. CAP is about ordinary people in all kinds of churches making that choice. I wonder what that looks like for you. Perhaps you, you know someone like you that you could reach out to today. Perhaps you've been inspired by Hugh's story and the vision of CAP and would like to know how you can best support this ministry. So before I finish, I'd like to invite you to join the CAP family with your prayerful and financial support. At the heart of the CAP ministry are more than 29,000 people. It's a big figure. 29,000 people who give a regular monthly gift. You may be one of them here, and if you are, thank you very much for your faithful giving. We call these people life changers because their generosity is truly changing people's lives. And without them, none of what I've just shared would be possible. So it'd be wonderful if you would join the CAP family today. By doing so, you can make a difference and allow CAP to bless many more people who desperately need a helping hand. So would you join today with a monthly gift? It could be £5, £20 or even £50. You'll know best what you can afford. Whatever you can give will help people like Hugh with the community and practical help he needed to rebuild his life and the opportunity to discover the life-changing love of Jesus. And to do this right now is very simple. All you need to do is fill in one of the life-changer forms. You will see those on, on the seats, okay? Um, very simple form to fill in and then hand it to me at the end of the service. If you haven't got all the details, don't worry. All we will need really is the contact details, but if you've got all the details, then that would be great. And you will be then part of that family. And in return, you will get regular communiques from CAP. And I know from the experience of my supporters how blessed they feel hearing about how their money is making a difference. Hearing stories like the one that Hugh shared with us on that video. Two things also to note in terms of actually being able to give um, and become a life changer. First of all, we've got a book here called Nevertheless. It's a book um, written by the founder of CAP, John Kirkby. He started his charity 25 years ago. Um, it's a great book. It's a diary of the events which, about how Jesus came into John's life 
to inspire him to set up the charity, which has transformed thousands of lives. And if you become a life changer today, I'd be very happy to give you a free copy of Nevertheless. Second thing is, and this is really good news, is that we've got match funding. Match funding meaning that if you give today, we will match fund that for the next 12 months. So just to be clear, if you give £10, that will effectively be £20 per month for the next 12 months. Because of the generous supporters that we have, they will be able to cover the difference. And for those, anybody who's joining online, um, all you need to do is go to the CAP website um, at www.capuk.org forward slash respond. And you'll see there on the, on the actual site reference to the match, match funding. And it's a simple process to fill out your giving on there. Our hearts, though, have all, with CAP have always been and always will be for the local church. So please consider any gift you give today to be over and above your normal church giving. It's been a pleasure being with you today. It won't be very long now until you can see your first client going debt free. And I'm sure it won't be too long until you see your first client committing to a new life with Jesus. But coming back to Luke... And that passage, when you give a banquet, Jesus says, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. They're powerful, challenging words, aren't they? We are all invited to God's table, and he doesn't just invite us once or twice, he, he perseveres, he pursues us. Through Jesus, we are invited to be at his table forever. And so by his spirit, we learn to follow his example and instruction, living generously towards those who can't repay us, just as he is generous towards us who could never repay him. Let us pray. Lord God, you came to give honour to the least, those forgotten, overlooked and misjudged. You came to give first place to the last, those left behind, misunderstood and undervalued. You came to give a warm welcome to the lost, those who are orphaned, abandoned, and destitute. Help us to be your ears to listen to their cries. Help us to be your voice speaking out love and acceptance. Help us to be your feet walking beside those in need. Help us to be your hands to clothe, feed, and shelter them. You came for the least, the lost, and last of this world. Lord, hear our prayer. Amen.